You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. Once you deal with the greatest fear, this ought to be the greatest fear, the fear of judgment, the fear of punishment. Once you've dealt with that, once you have peace with God through Christ, then as a Christian, God wants to have his love made complete. That's a progressive thing. And the more his love is made complete in my life as a Christian, the less I fear. Oh, man, is this good. The greatest fear that any of us face in life is the fear of death and judgment. When you come to Christ, you no longer need to be subject to that fear. You can have confidence that you are righteous in God's sight. But as Pastor Danny reminds us in today's message, your journey doesn't end with the salvation prayer. Following Christ will take you through things in life that will bring out whole new fears. But you can find comfort and strength in the Holy Spirit and courageously face those fears. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of 1 John chapter 4 with today's edition of The Living Word. I used to be afraid to die. It didn't happen every time, but it happened on a number of occasions. I'd be in the car. I'd be partying on my way to the party, if you know what I mean. Had the 8-track in. If you don't know what that is, come afterwards. We'll explain it to you. It's how we played music in those days. And I had the Doobie Brothers or ZZ Top in, you know. And all of a sudden, I'd get this thought as I'm partying on my way to the party. And I knew about Jesus Christ, and I knew that if I died that night, I was lost. I knew it. And I was afraid. You know know what what I did in those times? I turned ZZ Top up louder. Interesting verse, 2 Peter 3, verse 5. They deliberately forget that long ago by God's word the heavens existed and the earth was formed out of water and by water. But these waters, by these waters also the world of that time was deluged and destroyed. Noah. By the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. I knew that was true, but I I wanted as much as possible to get that out of my mind. I wanted to forget about that. I wanted to party. But then on those occasions where I, I really thought about it, and I thought, if I die, if I die now, if I die today, I'll never get another chance. There is no such thing as purgatory. I don't know if that offends anybody. I'm just telling you, there's no, there is no halfway house between here and hell that you can get out of. It's just not true. It's not true. It's appointed unto man once to die, and then the judgment. But here's the good news. We don't have to fear future judgment. Oh, let me read you some tremendous, tremendous scriptures. Romans chapter 3, verse 21 Now a righteousness from God apart from law has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There's no difference. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God presented him as a sacrifice of atonement through faith in his blood. He did this to demonstrate demonstrate his justice. He judged Jesus so we wouldn't have to be judged. Because in his forbearance, he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did this to demonstrate his justice at the present time. So as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. Fascinating. Judge Jesus so I wouldn't have to be judged. 
Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, since we've been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I got peace with God. There are no issues with me and God in terms of future judgment. I'm not worried about it at all. I don't always have the peace of God, but I have peace with God. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. How can you get better than that? 2 Corinthians 5.21 is one of my favorite, favorite verses in all the Bible. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. In John chapter 5, Jesus said this, I tell you the truth, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death to life. Catch this verse. Say it with me. Come on, everybody say it. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. The Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Isn't that tremendous? Man, what a different view you have after you're saved. I remember it like it was yesterday, 19 years old. I received Christ, and that night I laid my head on the pillow, and I didn't worry if I didn't wake up here. I knew where I was headed. And I've laid my head on the pillow every night since with that same peace. I know where I'm going. Because Jesus took my punishment. And so I don't fear punishment. He took it. There will be no punishment for me. Or anybody that knows Christ. Paul put it this way. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far. There's no reason for me to stay here except to continue to be a witness for Christ, to continue to minister as a pastor and love my family, my wife and family. If it's not for that, when my time is done, better by far to be there than here. I cannot give you the GPS coordinates, but there is a place. There is a real place in the heavenlies. And Jesus is there. And my grandmother is there. And my mother is there. And my friend Ed is there. It's a real place. And I'm going there can't believe it. I'm going there. And probably a lot of you. But I wonder if everybody here right now, I wonder if everybody listening and watching by modern technology we call live stream, I wonder if you're listening now. I wonder if you have that assurance. If not, he took the punishment. All you got to do is receive him. That's all you got to do. If that's you, the Holy Spirit's the one bringing that conviction. The Holy Spirit's the one drawing you to Jesus. You just pray this from your heart. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. Forgive me. Come into my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Now help me to live for you the rest of this life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, you prayed that prayer and you were sincere. You need to tell somebody before you leave here. Seal the deal. You don't have another Christian brother or sister that you can tell. You come down and introduce yourself to one of our prayer team after the service. Say, my name is so-and-so. I prayed to receive Christ. Jesus said, you confess me before men, I'll confess you. You deny me before men, I'll deny you. Seal the deal. Go ahead and tell somebody today. Now, once you deal with the greatest fear, This ought to be the greatest fear, the fear of judgment, the fear of punishment. Once you've dealt with that, once you have peace with God through Christ, then as a Christian, 
God wants to have his love made complete. That's a progressive thing. And the more his love is made complete in my life as a Christian, the less I fear. Oh, man, is this good. You know how many fears there are? There's tons of them. I mean, afraid of heights, afraid of water, afraid of being closed in small spaces. Uh, Abluthophobia. I don't know how we miss that when it's supposed to be on here. Kids sometimes have that one. It's a fear of bathing. (laughs) Acoustophobia is a fear of noise. Uh, Agrusophobia is a fear of animals, wild animals. And uh, I mean, one, uh, the last one there, you know what that one is on the bottom? It's a fear of hair. And if you have a fear of hair, hang around people like me. (laughs) You know what this one is? Fear of church. You know what this one is? A fear of sermons. True. You know what this one is? Take a guess. Wild guess. Decidophobia. Fear of making decisions. You know what this one is? You know what that one is? That's a fear of your mother-in-law. I had that one. Then God took her home to heaven. You know what this one is? Fear of the Pope. There's a whole bunch of them. Uh, Pantophobia. You know what that is? That's a fear of everything. (laughs) I'm in here a few days ago during a weekday at the office. I realized I left something on this stool right here. And so I entered through the green room and I turned the lights on the green room. And the, the way to turn the lights on in the auditorium is back here, and there's not anything down here. And I, if I had a flashlight on my iPhone, I didn't know how to turn it on. So I thought, well, I know the stage well enough, and I just kind of... And it was dark, and you know, how when you first go from light to dark, it's extra dark. And so I'm just kind of easing along, you know, like this, and I finally get over, and I'm reaching out, and I finally I feel the stool... I, what, is, what I needed was on there, and I grabbed it, and then I go to leave. Well, I got the exit sign, so I thought I'd be wise just go to the exit signs. And I go down this aisle right here, and I got about halfway down that aisle. True story. I'm being totally, totally truthful. I felt like somebody was behind me. I looked around, and it's like I almost saw this form. And I didn't run, but I started walking pretty fast. <laughs> and there's still times I'm 56-year-old grown man in a dark room, and I, my, my heart started to beat a little extra. I was afraid. I almost said, Mama. You ever have those dreams where a monster's chasing you, and you're like running in quicksand, and hopefully you wake up before he gets you? Or you're falling, and, and hopefully you wake up just before you hit? Listen to this. Proverbs twenty nine twenty five. the fear of man will prove to be a snare. That's why Jesus says, don't deny me before men. One lesson the book of 1 John teaches is that the journey of faith isn't meant to plateau. In fact, your relationship with Jesus is supposed to grow deeper and deeper, even to your final breath here on earth. Each new day offers you the opportunity to learn something new about your Savior and fall more in love with Him. Today, we'd like to encourage you to take some time to sit down with Jesus and your Bible and ask Him to open your eyes to something that you've never noticed before. Jesus loves to teach and shower His grace on you as you spend time with Him. We're so glad that you took some time today to learn from the living word with us. If you want to hear this teaching again, visit our website, ccfstpete.church. Just click on sermons. You'll be directed to our YouTube page and we'd love for you to subscribe. 
When you do, you'll be notified by email every time we post a new message. If you have any questions for us about what you heard today, or if you'd like us to pray for you, please email us. Our address is info at ccfstpete.church. Again, that's info at ccfstpete.church. We count it as a privilege to lift our valued listeners up to the Lord in prayer. That's all we have time for today in our study of 1 John. Join Pastor Danny next time to continue digging deeper into Scripture right here on The Living Word.